0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Latino Nerd Order podcast. This is Felipe. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, if you're listening to us on RDL platforms, please go ahead and leave a comment, subscribe, give us a review. Those go a really long way, more than you know. It would help out such a small podcast like mine. And obviously, you know, that's what we're here for. But if you guys don't want to do that, that's completely fine. All right, let's go ahead and get into the nitty gritty of everything. We are going to be talking about Moon Knight, uh, Moon Knight episode two. Spoiler discussion: If you guys haven't watched that episode, go ahead and watch it. Come back and listen to this podcast, and you know, let's get let's get right into it. Episode picks up uh, with the not a quick flashback, but um, it kind of picks up where episode one left off, right? You know, you know, we got the Moon Knight reveal, we got the Mark Spector taking over the body reveal, and then you know. And lo and behold, Stephen wakes up in his bed. He doesn't know what's going on. He remembers last night very, very vividly. And then, you know, he, he's kind of trying to figure out what's going on. So as a person who works, he goes to work. And then, you know, he starts to realize that, like, oh, sh- oh, crap. Like, this is very real. Like, this did happen. And uh, stuff's going to be kind of interesting. So his his immediate train of thought is to go to the... They go and check out the stuff at, uh, with, you know, what I call Simon Pegg Jr. Uh, if you guys don't know who that is, I suggest you look him up, Sean of the Dead. Um, but yeah, they he's like, you won't believe it. Just watch the footage, it's going to be crazy. Turns out that only Mark, Stephen, Moon Knight can see the Jackals, which is very interesting. And it'll play a huge part into what we're going to talk about later in this episode. But you can't see the jackals. You know, he talks about, makes a reference of the Hounds of Baskerville, which is a Sherlock Holmes reference. I would find that out today. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, and, it, and it ends with like a really, really cool shot of Mark looking at the camera. And he's like, man, like that's you, Steven. And he goes, no, 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 that's not me. That's someone else. Obviously we get it. The security guard doesn't get it. Kind of wild, kind of really, really good opening. Uh, Then, you know, you go over to the security. He's talking to the security, the museum guy. He's about to get fired. Uh, Again, the reflections in this tell the story, right? So you get the reflection. You know, he tells him, hey, like we can offer you therapy. Like this is where the therapist place is. If you would like to take it, you can go ahead. If not, just want to let you know you are not alone. Kind of a play on words. Obviously, we know Mark Spector deals with multiple You know the multiple personality disorder, uh, and you know he's kind of going through it. I feel really, really bad for him. Um, He gives up the Steven name tag, which in a sense is kind of Steven shedding that weight off of him. At least I saw it that way. I don't necessarily know if other people are going to see it that way. Really interesting. He gets fired, and then you know he realizes like, hey, I still have these keys and these and this phone. I should probably go see if i can get into a storage unit well I, ideally enough the storage unit keys have a real really identifier which is the logo of the company uh then he you know he he's kind of trying around and then they later find out that oh yeah mark specter does have a unit and it's unit number 43 and you know uh, y- you open the unit and you see that the walls are almost a like metallic um, mirror coding, obviously, you know, reflections are a big part of the show. So I think it's just kind of playing off on that letting us know like, hey, overall, like this is still very, very much a troubled person dealing with this stuff. You know, he's going through everything, then we kind of find a bag. And uh, Mark and Steven have a talk, he kind of goes like, Look, I need you to help me. I need you to give me control of the body. Steven's kind of fighting it rightfully so some freaky shit when someone's like hey like i need to take control of your body right um so he kind of tells him what's going on right he goes look if you if i tell you will you help me and he goes yeah so then mark reveals that he is a uh, khonshu's avatar that he serves Kanshu, and that the scarab points in the direction of amit's tomb right which for a while for not for a while because there's only been one episode but you do start to realize, like, you do start to think, like, what exactly is a scarab and why do they want it? And then, you know, it it starts making sense halfway through or really early through this episode that, like, hey, this points to Ahmed's tomb. Uh, So he reveals that he's his avatar. And then, you know, and then there's a really, really cool, like, little quote that he said. And he said, we protect the vulnerable and deliver justice to those who hurt them. Which, if you've read the comics, you realize that Khonshu is kind of sus, right? Uh, but it's kind of the same way. Mark Spector is the Fist of Khonshu, and that's kind of how they play off, right? He's serving them, and, you know, he won't give up the body. Then we get this really cool um, storage unit scene, where it's almost, I mean, it's, it's straight out of a horror film, I would say. You know, you get the you get the flickering lights, you get the reveal of Khonshu, you get the big jump scare. Overall, really cool, and you can really tell that the MCU is really trying to push this horror narrative with this show. So far, it's been more of a psychological thing, in my opinion. But this was like a first big jump scare. And I was just like, Oh, crap, like it's happening, right? Just kind of setting, I guess, kind of layering things for what could happen in Doctor Strange, not saying that this, this, this show or this, or this entity is going to have a direct influence into that. But if they're kind of giving us little hints and treats there, it could potentially overall play into the bigger picture of it right like that's what the mcu is he runs outside then we finally get to figure out who layla is layla in the comics is everyone in the comics is you know a little different uh i believe her name is marlene in the comics which i've mentioned in the previous episode they changed her here i think to fit the story a little better right like layla uh marlene in the comics is I'm not too well versed in the Moon Knight stuff, but Marlene does play that role, right? So if Layla's playing that role, uh, I think it was a really good move. You know, things don't always translate directly from the comics to the shows and vice versa, which I really, really like because if you there's some things that you just literally can't transfer from paper to film, you just can't do it. Um, And I'm glad that they're doing this right. So Layla is there picks them up they start to talk about the suit they start to talk about certain things they, they start to talk about what they did in Egypt and then you're kind of realizing that like oh shit like Layla and him were a thing in Egypt and when, when when they were doing the merc- mercenary stuff right so I guess my, minor spoiler alert probably in the comics Konshu saves Mark through a mission that they did in Egypt right he was left for dead so in this case Seems like they're kind of going off of that. Not necessarily sure. Seems like Mark just went missing. We don't know if that means he was technically pronounced dead at some point. Really interesting stuff to unfold. And we're about to be at halfway through this series, which is absolutely nuts. The series is six episodes, and I am so mad. But it is okay because it's been great. It's been probably one of the only shows that's, well, next to Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, probably. No, Loki felt more like a show, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt like a movie, and this feels like a movie cut into parts, which is really cool, because when we first got the ideas of the, when we first heard that Marvel was going to be doing the Disney Plus series, that's what we thought this stuff was going to be, and then ended up playing off a little differently, which is honestly so sick, but honestly, like, I do so far i am starting to really think this and it has been really really great so so far so far so good on the moon night two for two and and i hope they go three for three and four for four and five for five and six for six right i'm still waiting on that rumor to see if george clooney is going to direct an episode because that would be so sick as you guys know i'm a huge batman fan particularly george clooney's batman You guys can judge me all you want. I really don't give a shit. Just putting that out there uh, for public knowledge, but it already is. Uh, Batman Forever and uh, Batman and Robin are some of my favorite movies of all time. Just nostalgia shit. I know it's not for everyone, but I don't really care. Anyways, back on track to Moon Knight. So Layla appears, and you start to kind of figure out that, like, hey, everything's kind of putting, everything's kind of coming together, right? You're starting to kind of paint the picture of who Mark was. And uh, that's been the biggest mystery, right? Because we got to we got to learn who Steven was over about over about an episode and a half, and then you kind of start to figure out that like Mark's kind of a garbage human. Um, but when you're a mercenary, not that I know from experience because I'm not, but uh, most of those characters usually have some kind of fault, right? The fault is that you know they're they're lacking for their family, they're lacking for their at home life, they're too versed into the mercenary life into that lifestyle so it does create problems right Um, as well with anyone who's like really well versed in that in in their own careers right and again here's the cool thing about Marvel shows that it it can become so relatable to just overall basic life stuff which again I love but they reveal that Layla is married to Mark he's like look I can explain everything to you just take me back to just take me back to my flat And then she's like, oh, you still talk to your mom? He's like, my mom. Like, yeah, it's my mom's flat. And then, you know, you're you're kind of starting to piece things again together. And it's just really interesting to see how it unfolds because this seems to be a very different origin story for a character in the MCU. Normally we get the journey of them becoming that superhero, that Iron Man, that Captain America, that Thor, that, you know, that Winter Soldier. Not necessarily hero, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, they get to the flat and then it reveals that Mark or Layla is trying to get a divorce, right? He's like, man, like Steven is really taken back by how beautiful and uh, driven she is as an individual, right? Because Steven, as they say, opposites attract, right? So Steven isn't that like outgoing he's an anxious mess he's 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 nervous he's anxious he's sweaty he's shy he doesn't remember if he asked a girl out so why would Steven have a wife right like like on paper like that wouldn't make any sense so I think for him to realize that Layla is married to Mark it's kind of important kind of pieces a really big gap then you get a knock on the door and it's starting to uh Before the knock on the door, I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping around here. Um, Anyways, they talk and then, you know, he's like, look, I'll tell you everything. In this bag, there's a, a," and then right before he says that, Mark tells him, hey, if you tell her this, like you're going to kill her, which obviously Steven being such a great human or great human for the most part that we know, he doesn't want to do that, right? He, he, he's not a person who inflicts damage on other people. He's not capable of that, at least not yet. We haven't seen it yet. I don't know if we are going to see it. But you definitely get that, that you know, like, that's immediately what stops him, right? He doesn't want to put other people in risk. He was already tired of dealing with Mark. He was already tired of dealing with the Moon Knight persona. He was already tired of doing all that stuff. So it, it, it's a lot for him. And he's trying to balance it out. And you get that more in this episode, which is really, really cool. So back to the show. <laughs> um, no, but. In all seriousness, uh, you know, he reveals to him that if you show her the Scarab, you're going to kill her. Then you get a knock on the door. And it turns out that oh, before, before the knock on the door, you know, you do get this. Uh, no, yeah, it's the knock on the door. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I wrote some notes and I wrote them really fast. <laughs> DIY podcast, am I right? Um, so, yeah. So then you get this really, really heartbreaking scene where he's kind of talking to uh, Layla and he's like, my name is Stephen Grant. I don't know who I am. Like, I don't understand. Like, like, you seem to be the only person that can possibly help me figure this out. Kind of a big deal, right? Because you're starting to see that Steven's starting to pick up, starting to pick up on the stuff that like is very, very like, groundbreaking right because in the comics uh he realizes who he is he doesn't need consu, and it seems like he's starting to figure that out which is really cool and i can't really can't really wait to see how that plays off it's going to be exciting when it happens right like you're just going to see everything kind of culminate which i think are going to be like episode five and six but i'm not sure but with that being said you get that really heartbreaking scene where he's trying to tell layla like hey my name is steven grant i honestly don't really know what's going on Layla realizes that he's telling the truth like you know like obviously for someone that you love and you care about you want to listen to them whether it's them or another entity of them right so I again back with the real life connections just really really good stuff then you get a knock on the door it's two detectives and then they're trying to figure out exactly what happened with the stuff at the museum the stuff in the flat uh where you know Moon Knight uh destroyed that jackal uh, come to find out that these people work for Arthur Harrow, uh, Ethan Hawke's character, uh, and then they kind of start looking around the apartment. Layla runs out. They they go like, man, like you're kind of some weird sick fuck if you have like like a bed tied and all this stuff, right? Kind of weird, but then you start to get the impression that like, hey, man, these people aren't normal, and apparently they're not. They work for Arthur Harrow, and then they find the bag with the scarab in it, they take him into custody. At this point, you know, we don't necessarily know that they're working for Arthur Harrow. So right now it's just like, oh, crap, like he's getting arrested. Come to find out they work for Arthur Harrow, and then they start to run a background check on him, and you kind of find out the person Mark is. So he, you know, they reveal that he was on a mission in Egypt and that he zip tied and shot a bunch of people execution style, which is very, very brutal for Marvel, <laughs> Uh, real on brand with the Netflix stuff and just really, really interesting, right? So you kind of figure out that, you know, throughout it, uh, Arthur Harrow's character triggers Mark somehow, which is really interesting to see. Then you get the confirmation that Steven, Mark, and Moon Knight all communicate, right? So which is I thought was really, really cool way. Just they had a walkie-talkie in the car. He heard him talk. Just really, really crazy stuff, right? So then you find out that right now it's Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, and Khonshu, right? So, you, so you know, we find out that those are the three personalities that he's dealing with. Arthur then later finds out that you know uh, he used to be uh, the avatar for Khonshu at some point, which I'm calling bullshit on. Uh, I don't know how Egyptian. Uh, body possession works but I don't think that's how it works um you know he then you find out that they're in this neighborhood that Arthur kind of turned around right it, it's it's a, it's really just a cult leader following which I think it's a real interesting twist on the character overall uh in the comics he's like that but you only really get him for about an issue or two so you don't really know what happens with him um but it turns out that he has turned the lowest according to him the lowest populating uh poor village in 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 that city they're at which is london um, and it seems to be prospering but it's all real community style community eating community garden uh, everyone has the the scales on their arms so just really interesting balance because is i mean let's be honest man arthur is really eerie. it's really 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 evil uh, you kind of re- you, you kind of see that he seems to know exactly what Konchu wants and what Konchu is going to say and do, which I think it's also an interesting twist because if that's the case, is he going to be on top of things that Konchu is going to want later from Mark? Is he going to help Mark break free from that? Is he gonna or or, or is he or is he actually Ahmet? And we're just trying to figure out if Amit wants to come out of his body into her own which is wild to even say, right? Just really cool stuff. Then Arthur and him seem to have a talk about how Amit judges those before they can do evil, which then again, just great marble storytelling, creates a talk for moral discussion, right? Because judging an innocent person before they do something is really bad. like. Yeah, like 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 Steven says, I have thoughts about killing my boss, but does that mean does that mean that I actually want to do it? Does that mean that makes me a bad person? Like no. Like it's just really interesting to think. And you know, he goes, What if a kid, what what if a kid ends up in the future becoming a really shitty person and killing a bunch of people? Would you kill that? And then we get one of my favorite lines so far in this show is that sometimes the cure is a taste of the disease. Which is really, really interesting to think because it goes to show you that they are willing to ramp up the amplifications of this episode, of this series, and where they're kind of going to go with the MCU. A lot darker place, right? I mean, for God's sake, they're talking about killing people. Wild. Killing kids. So then you later find out that Layla runs in. She reveals she has a scarab. And then it becomes an issue. Constru gets mad. And then you know you kind of realize that he has a panic, He he starts to he starts to have a panic attack. They go into another room. He makes a joke about dying in an old magician's cave. Uh, just really really funny. Mark, and him seem to have a talk. Steven kind of wants to prevail a little bit, so he's starting to kind of become really self aware about things. Um, he starts to fight the jackal, and then you know we get you know. He lets him take over the suit. He conjures up the, the Mr. Knight personality, which is really, really interesting in um, a big superhero landing style. Shout out, Deadpool. Shout out, Ryan Reynolds. We love you at the Latino Nerd Order Podcast. So if you listen to this or if you don't, we love you. Anyways, um, superhero landing. You see it's Mr. Knight. Really, really cool. Mark is like, what the fuck are we wearing? You look like a fucking psycho Colonel Sanders. Just great, great communication. Really with himself, but in multiple characters right then you realize steven's starting to become self-aware he wants to fight the jackal he gets a good punch in he's kind of starting to realize that maybe i'm not fit for this and then boom mark takes over we get moon knight in this traditional outfit just beautiful beautiful scene of them running through the london skyline he finally takes the jackal kills him, brutal, like Mortal Kombat execution style, like slams him on a pike. I think it was a church. I want to say it was a church. And and that's like sh- super rad, right? So I absolutely love that. Uh, then you kind of realize that Mark has taken over the body again. And then you realize that Mark is ruthless, right? He tells him, like, hey, man, you were able to build a wall between us now, but now it's me on the outside. And I've been wanting a Mark Spector episode since we got this series. And kind of little ticked off that it's happening halfway through. Kind of not. But so far, the series has been really, really good. And it's shaping up to be if episodes three, four, five, and 6 live up to the hype, which these other ones have, then I'm super excited. Um, Mark seems to be aware that he can control things now. He's, you know, then we get the beautiful discussion of, of Steven being like hey man you're ruthless And he's like look man just let me do my job Let me get my wife safe let me do my job So I can just have my body back Right like that's the biggest thing right You see that Khonshu is not necessarily Good you see that Khonshu is not necessarily evil He's just kind of an anti-hero right now You don't really know what's going on He's keeping Mark at bay With certain things which is not necessarily Super cool uh, I mean he's you know he's taking And then you find out that Khonshu has been eyeing has been eyeing Layla as as his next avatar which kind of creates a problem right because Layla now knows about the Scarab knows about the suit knows about the powers this is essentially blackmailing right because Mark has a mission to accomplish for Khonshu is he going to do it is he not who knows are they like it's just so many possibilities Uh, Then you find out that he's like, just give me one more chance. He's like, well, you already blew it. I don't have to necessarily remind you what can happen if you continue blowing this because you're not going to like my next candidate because she is very, very ready. Turns out it's his wife. Then, you know, he goes, I'll do whatever it takes. Fast forward a little bit. They end up going to Egypt. Then you find out that Mark Spector is – then you see the reflection, right? The reflections tell everything. The reflection is Stephen – the person drinking is mark dealing with those voices in his head uh, just really really good and end of episode uh, really good episode directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Aaron Morshad sorry if I butcher your main your name but thank you so much for directing this beautiful 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 episode that we've gotten so far. I'm absolutely thrilled I don't know where the series is gonna go and that's kind of awesome like like back to the Loki series like this is kind of where I feel like it's kind of going. And, like, you don't necessarily know, right? Are we going to get a Blade introduction? Are we going to get a Black Knight introduction? Are we going to get a a, uh, a, a uh, werewolf uh, introduction as well? Like, we don't know. And that's so cool because there's so many possibilities that can happen with this. And I do like the fact that it's strictly standalone in the MCU right now. Obviously, it's going to connect at some point. I'm assuming probably episode five or six. Who knows? But let me know what you guys think about this episode. I loved it. I'm going to give it a uh, four out of five uh, Latino Nord Order love. Trying a new rating system. I don't know the name of it yet, but just give me a second and I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, so far, I'll say four out of five on stars for this episode. Really, really good. Really, really short again. But I did feel like it did have more to offer on this one. So I really, really liked it and I really, really enjoyed it and... You know, I hope you guys did too. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending this last half hour with me. It really means the world. If you guys can do me such a huge favor, follow us on Instagram at Latino North Order Pod. You can follow us on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. We're still not posting to YouTube yet, as you know, we're dealing with some issues there. But we will be soon. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Latino North Order Podcast. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I'll see you guys on the flip side. Thank you so much.